This is On the Clock with Nick Lebrano and Noah Scott here on VIC Radio. You just heard the man. You know what this is. You are now on the clock here on VIC Radio on this cold, snowy, well, post-snowy Saturday morning here on Ithaca South Hill. I'm your host, Nick Lebrano. Alongside me, my co-host, Noah Scott. Noah, how you doing this morning? Tired. I'm all right. Not bad. Yeah, it, it, it's early. It's at 12 o'clock. It, it's a Saturday, but let's look at what's going on in the world of sports. Specifically, we'll start in the NBA, looking in the New York sport world. The New York Knicks really not doing so well, losing last night's the Miami Heat 115 to 100. Uh, the Knicks right now, uh, they are in their last 10 games. They're two and eight. They've losers of their last four. They're on a four-game losing streak. And you know what? You're looking at the way the Knicks are playing. They're playing themselves into the bottom of the NBA right now, sitting 12th in the Eastern Conference. Not looking good, 25-35, and 35, a huge step back from last year, Noah. Looking at what they even have to do going forward, uh, I don't even know what the Knicks really need to do. The, the one point, the Knicks aren't playing that well due to not having any point guard play. There's no floor management for the Knicks. No one's managing the shot clock. Uh, especially when you get late in games. When you look at how the game started last night for the Knicks, the Knicks started the game scoring 12 straight points, going up 12-0. But obviously, the, the Knicks aren't doing the things they need to do to keep those leads. Uh, and it's really going to be harmful for the team going forward. They're looking now not play, not to play in a playoff spot. They're looking for play-in position. Uh, and they're playing themselves well out of it. To get into the play-in position, they're going to need to get to the, at least the 10th seed in the East. They're three games behind the Atlanta Hawks. The Hawks are 28-31. and 31. Uh, We'll see what they got to do. Uh, looking at other New York basketball, the New York Nets uh, made some deals to try to put themselves back to where they need to. Uh, they didn't play yesterday, but they lost on Thursday, 129-106. to 106. Jason Tatum scoring 30 points that game. You know, they didn't play with Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, or Grand Roderick. Of course, they couldn't play with Kyrie because they were playing in New York and Kyrie's unvaccinated. Um, it's it's a mess over there, too. Uh, you know, people thought they were going to be the future of New York basketball, and they are just a team nobody wants to watch. James Harden left. He's at the 76ers last night. Hey, look at what he it did with his, the 76ers last night. It was night. his debut last night with, uh, guess, uh, against the, I forget what team. But uh, I'll pull Timber up the stat line real quick. I think yeah. it's but he got 31 points in his uh, 76ers and, and you know what? Speaking of, we'll go back to the Nets and the Knicks in a second. Let's talk a little bit about James Harden. Forces himself out of Brooklyn, not getting along with Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving. Has said that when he was traded from Houston, he wanted to go to the 76ers. And you see they got the connection. Daryl Morey's the GM of the 76ers. He is the, he's the man who got James Harden to the Rockets. Uh, and where they had those successful seasons, obviously not resulting in an NBA championship. I, I don't believe it. I think Harden wanted to go to the Nets because he wanted to win uh, a, play, a playoff contention. He wanted to go to the finals. You know that team was stacked. You know, but he he you can't put three superstars on one team. And it's think only it's one all basketball. Work out. Exactly. You got Kevin Durant. You got Kyrie. You 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 had Harden. What what did you think was going to happen with all these people being as bullheaded as they are? Mm-hmm. And then you see, of course, the pandemic happens. Kyrie unvaccinated. That's a giant red, red flag, flag right there. Not even trying to get political, but he he didn't even want to play. If the game mattered to him, he would have uh, put his ideas down and he would have grabbed the rock. But he didn't play. And now you look now future. Uh, Harden's gone. 
Durant's not playing because he's injured again, and Kyrie can now only play half the games. He and, was originally not playing this season. And on top of that, they trade they trade James Harden for Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons has been holding out the whole year due to mental health issues with the 76ers, all resulting in a lot of players on the 76ers, even the fans, blowing up at Ben Simmons after la- at the, the playoffs last year. 76ers majorly underperformed the playoffs. Ben Simmons not taking even layups. Obviously, his shot confidence was not there. So he's going to go to the Nets, but when's he even going to play? He hasn't been working out with the te- with the, the 76ers all season. Is he in shape, ready to play right now? It, it's going to be a lot of question marks for the Nets. I'm not sold 110% on the Nets right now. Looking at where they are right now, they're eighth in the East, sitting at 31 and 29. Obviously, they're above 500. Yeah, you want to be above 500. Of the, their beginning push. They they have been underperform underperforming uh, towards the beginning of the All Star break and now. And uh, I said this once, and I'll say it again on this show. The NBA is a, is a game of divas. Uh, you always, it, no, it you, is. You have players who think that they're the personalities be the next, that think they're going to be the next Michael Jordan, but they're never going to be the next Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan is one player. Granted, there's a lot of talented people that I like to watch. You know, of course LeBron, of course Steph, even Giannis. I like watching Giannis play. But there's a different mindset when you watch these players play because they're not thinking of themselves. They're thinking of the ball. They're thinking of scoring. Uh, but I, I don't know. Looking at the Nets, they're just. Uh, they're black and white, just like their their jerseys. They're hot and they're cold, <laughs> and they they need to find a way to to get themselves out of their own way and just grab the ball, pass to each other, and score. It. it granted, I'm the I'm the uh, professional basketball coach. The only sport sure? that I know is hockey. Realistically, well, you're, you're uh, no. Just in case everyone, I've talked about it multiple times. Noah's actually won like six heart trophies. Yeah, you know, rookie uh, of the year. It's 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 his amazing. career is storied. My career is storied on NHL. Um, but y- you look at these players, and they're not playing for their team. They're playing for themselves. You need to get yourself out of your own way. Grab the rock, pass, score. It, it can't get any more fundamental than that. And you even saw at the NBA All-Star game that they were giving up the ball to let other people score. If you could let that happen in a game where you're playing with All-Stars, you could let that happen on a game where you're playing with a team. Oh, yeah. It, well, that's just the All-Star game. No one plays defense. Everyone's just passing up the ball. It and- is for charity, and we talked about that last show when Dylan was was the guest. But it when it comes down to it, you need you – need it's a team sport. There's oh, no, five people on the court, and four not including yourself – you need to pass the ball. One thing that we should talk about uh, upcoming for the Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Durant will be back soon. Uh, and we he'll all know start that. making moves, and we know that. The but it's one the thing same that's thing important, last season. the X factor now for the Nets, and obviously same thing as last season. They lost to the they played fantastic in the playoffs, and then lost to the Bucks Game Seven uh, Eastern Conference Semis. But the one thing that we need to talk about with the Nets is New York City plans on relaxing their vaccine mandate in the coming weeks. They're going to phase it out. So by the end of March, Kyrie Irving will be able to play in New York City. Is Noah, is that going to help the Nets? Do you think that solves any of their issues getting Kyrie back on the court? Or is it now still an issue of who has the ball too it's, many It's going to be completely, too many to it's be completely of a, an issue now. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Kyrie was playing only away games, so he was getting the ball at away games. You're bringing him home now. And he, he hypothetically can play. This This all this is, is hypothet- hypothetical, hypothetical as long as the vaccine mandate is, is phased Again, out this by is the all, end of March. This is all hypothetical. Kevin Durant and him are butting heads on the bench when they're playing together. Who who knows that they're going to pass to each other if they're playing on you know the same mm-hmm. the same lines? There, and 
the Nets have there's so many things wrong with the Nets as a team. Uh, obviously, they, they have no future. No, because if they their window is the next two seasons, if they don't win a championship this season or next season, it's the biggest blunder was, in the NBA history, in my personal the opinion. The Nets, the Nets, I know, or recent history. The Nets would have two of the I would say the two biggest blunders in NBA history because they so a couple years ago. Well, not a couple years ago, like 10 years ago. The Nets traded like five first-round picks to acquire Paul Pierce uh, and Kevin Garnett uh, and Jason Terry from the Celtics. And that was like the worst trade in NBA history because Jason Terry, Paul Pierce, and Kevin Garnett did not play at all-star potential that they were playing on the Celtics because uh, they were at the back end of their careers and they came to the Nets. And then the Nets were, eat- were awful for like a decade, like bottom of the NBA, like consistently really bad. And they had no picks to build themselves on anything. Now here they are, obviously, with stars playing in Brooklyn. But if if they can't find a way to win to win a championship for the next two seasons, the Nets will be looked at as as possibly the biggest laughing stock organization. Listen, in the NBA. if you want to look at another laughing stock stock organization, at least for this season, the Lakers. But at least the Lakers have won in the last five years. Realistically, yeah, they, they won, they what, won two years ago. They won a Mickey Mouse trophy. They won a it, Mickey legitimately, Mouse trophy. like a Mickey like Mickey Mouse trophy. I'm talking about just like the slang term for no, it. I but know, like they, they actually won a Mickey Mouse trophy yeah. in Disney World. Yeah, but um, at least. That season, most teams were playing against each other. The Lakers the were actually good that year. Yeah, the they Lakers actually were good that well. year because they had moving pieces. They had one of my favorite players on the entire uh, NBA, Alex Caruso. And I'm not just saying that as a joke. I genuinely like watching hey, Al- Alex Caruso play on the Bulls. It's so it's so Alex Caruso, man. Him, you know, the respect that he gets from LeBron James is amazing and astonishing to watch because he's absolutely fantastic. I call him the bl- the ball don. He's 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 amazing. Um, but now you look at the Lakers; they're they're a retirement home. Uh, no, they, they are. They're literally they're, a retirement they're, they're home. They're a retirement home. They're the uh, organization for misfit players. Um, and LeBron's like, there, there's a quote that came out the other day. He's like, "I'll play with the Lakers as long as they have me. No matter what team uh, Bronny goes on, LeBron's going there. It doesn't matter." Um, yeah, they, they're they're a laughing stock to watch too. And but it's really funny. You can't make fun of them because they have Anthony Davis and LeBron James. The funniest thing, in my opinion, is the big news about the Lakers yesterday was that they're going to get Carmelo Anthony back from his injury soon. Who cares? Like Carmelo wasn't good Car- on the last end of his season at the Knicks. Then he went where? The- what he went to OKC got cut. He, oh yeah, he got went cut to from- the went to the Rockets got cut. Then he went to the then he went to the Trailblazers. He was actually okay on the Trailblazers. Averaged like 13 points off the bench because he finally accepted a bench role with a team. Congratulations. Uh, played okay. Now he's on the Lakers. He's not doing anything on the Lakers though. Melo is well. Melo is washed. He's first washed. Off. Um, we've it, driven past his house before. Yeah, and he lives. <laughs> it was should a we, nice should house. We, should we reveal the location? No, nah, well, we won't do that. We aren't going to dox Melo. <laughs> okay, but let's be honest. <laughs> Melo has wasn't good his last season on the Knicks. No, Got he wasn't. The last two, the last couple seasons with the Knicks, he just wasn't doing anything because Melo was like the definition of a ball hog. Yeah, and what, like his, he probably had like the highest use ball usage rate in the entire NBA. And it didn't work. The Knicks traded him, and then the Knicks were awful for a couple years. Now the Knicks then went to the playoffs last year. Now they're awful again. So it's just the Knicks curse. I think it comes down to coaching and player. Well, but let's be honest, the Knicks will never win a championship in our oh, lifetime. Don't say that. No, I'm saying it. No, that's gonna. I won't be able to die happy unless I watch every single one of my teams win a, win a championship of some kind. Well, at least one of your teams has a chance in the next two years. Has a years. chance this year, and we'll get on to that in the next segment. I just want to talk about the Knicks just real quickly, and then we'll yeah. move on to some hockey. I know that's that's your specialty. It's the Mr. only Hart. sport I could talk about for forty minutes straight. <laughs> um, but let's talk this with the Knicks. I don't I don't know what the fix is here. I don't love the way Tom. First off, I don't love the way Tom Thibodeau is coaching this team at all. Neither do I. I and I liked I liked Thibodeau last season. Like I said, I don't know much much about basketball, but when I like a coach, I like a coach, and he just 
he's got he's got moving pieces to like to play with. You know, he's got Barrett. He, he, he's got Robinson. I know Mitchell Robinson. Has Mitch been is like there. Mitch Randall, had no points last Randall's night. So playing okay last season. And yeah, now this year he he's afraid of fans. Yeah, he's afraid, he's of, afraid fans. of fans. Uh, Julius Randle can't play in front of fans. We wonder who can play in front of fans and who has taken the step up for the Knicks this year, and he has to be looked at mm-hmm. as the Knicks' leader going forward. It's R.J. Barrett. Look oh, at what he did last night, even in the loss, the Miami Heat. Coming off of a sprained ankle, and he wasn't even 100% yesterday. He came coming back from this injury early, scores a career-high 46 points, grabs nine boards, has two assists. You can't get mad at R.J. Barrett. He's young. He's a young player, man. He's only 22 years old. He's got an exciting career ahead of him. Hopefully it's with the Knicks. He's not even 22 yet. He's 21 still. No, uh, no, he's uh, you're right. This is going to be – he is – if <laughs> R.J. Barrett can stay healthy and he can – he is now uh, – in his third NBA season right now, he's looking like a, he's going to be a do- – he can be a dominant force Too on bad. a team. you got to build around he's him. on the Knicks. Um... Well, here's what the Knicks should do. Right now, the Knicks, the Knicks last offseason, for some reason, committed to building around Julius Randle. So they got to trade Julius Randle and get some assets to build around R.J. Barrett. Mm-hmm. And that should be step one this offseason is to move Julius Randle. He'd served his purpose. He gave some rebirth, some re-life into a Knicks organization that desperately needed it. He made Jeremy Goldstein obsessed with him. Yeah. Uh, and it's, you see what that happens. He served him. his purpose for the Knicks. It's time to move on. Let's, the Knicks need to commit to R.J. Barrett right now, build peace around him, get him a point guard. Another star around him. The Knicks could be a, the Knicks can be title contenders in the next couple of years. They just need to make the right moves in the offseason. Obviously, the Knicks have n- not a good track record of doing so. But you can't even get mad at R.J. Barrett, and he he is going to be a, a, a all uh, all NBA player in the 100%. next couple of years. And I'm thrilled with what I saw from him last night. But unfortunately, the Knicks around him can't get it done. And even looking down, I'm still looking at the stat line. I'm just in disbelief at how awful this team is. And I'm you look not. at in talk in terms of mismanaging contracts in the off season. What is the deal with Evan Fournier? Uh, he's either on it and he's making every shot, or he takes every three pointer he has and he misses all of them. It's really just upsetting to watch. And now the Knicks are probably going to be done with Quentin Grimes for a little bit. Got carried off the court last night. We're gonna have to see what's up with Quentin Grimes in the next couple of days. Uh, we'll see what's going on with the Knicks. Not much is going on with the Knicks. We'll nope. see if they can turn it around post-All-Star break. But last night's loss, definitely deflating for any Knicks fan uh, that was going to watch that. And, hey, the Nets don't got anything good going for them either. So, terrible basketball in New York. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to transition into some hockey because there is a good team in New York right now. That's the New York Rangers. Stake it here. This is not, this is not 91.7. This is VIC Radio. You're listening to On the Clock. Hey, what are you doing? Putting down a layer of asphalt. Well, it sounds terrible. Hold on. Wow, this sounds better. What is it? This is Asphalt, VIC's 90s alternative and indie rock show. Check it out every Wednesday from 10 to 11, only on VIC. At VIC, the voice of Ithaca College, we prioritize diversity and inclusion. We are working to ensure that more voices are heard. We support and will continue to support the Black Lives Matter movement and victims of police brutality. Hey you, do you like Stephen Malkmus or Pavement or Stephen Malkmus and the Jicks or any other Stephen Malkmus related projects? We've got it all here on Asphalt on VIC every Wednesday from 10 to 11 here on Commercial Free VIC. At VIC, the voice of Ithaca College, we prioritize diversity and inclusion. 
we are working to ensure that more voices are heard. We support and will continue to support the Black Lives Matter movement and victims of police brutality and racial injustice. We've heard you. We support you. We must advocate. You made it through another long week, and there's no better way to celebrate than taking a trip down the scenic group on VIC Radio. Scenic group on VIC Radio. Scenic group on VIC Radio. Join us every Friday night at 10 as we explore the best of folk and Americana, stopping at all our classic favorites and discovering a new, unique voices along the way. Sit back and enjoy the view, only on VIC Radio. La la la, I love to ride my bike so I can feel the wind through my hair. Hey kid, wear a helmet! No way, Grandpa, because then I'd look like an idiot. The majority of bicycle deaths are due to head injuries. Helmets reduce the odds of a head injury by 50%. Don't be a dummy. Wear a helmet. It's been a long day, so why not take the scenic route home? Tune in for a variety of folk music every Friday, 10 to 11 p.m., right here on VIC Radio. I'm getting a catcher's mitt. I'm getting ice skates. I'm getting a jigsaw puzzle. I'm getting dying coral reefs. A blue bicycle. A walkie-talkie. I'm getting a severe drought. Cool black skateboard. I'm getting melted ice caps. A killer heat wave. A shrinking glacier. I'm getting a devastating flood. Adults are generous. We're even giving kids global warming. But it's not too late. We can still reduce greenhouse gas pollution. Go to fightglobalwarming.com. Brought to you by Environmental Defense, the Robertson Foundation, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to On the Clock here on VIC Radio. I'm your host, Nick Lebrano. Alongside me, my co-host, Noah Scott. Noah, what do you want to talk about today? What's what's your favorite team in sports at the moment? That's a stupid question because everyone listening uh, should know the answer to that. It's New York Rangers hockey, baby. Oh, my God. Let's, uh, just, oh, let's jump let's into just jump it. into let's it, Let's jump Noah. into the last game, which I'm excited we won because it was literally the Battle of the Russians, if you've ever seen Rocky IV. Uh, the New York Rangers won to the Washington Capitals, which I'm glad. Don't get me wrong. I like the Capitals. If I wasn't a Ranger fan, another team I like to watch, I could sit down and watch them team is uh, the Washington Capitals minus uh, Tom Wilson. Georgiev made 36 saves that game in MSG. He allowed, and this is a very interesting stat line, because he has a better stat line at the beginning of his career than Henrik Lundqvist. He has allowed two goals or fewer in his past six starts. He is the fastest um, Ranger to get to 50 wins in, in a career. He He's fantastic. Um, I love him. If I could go up to him right now, I'd give him a hug because he's the reason why the Rangers are winning. No, he is the reason why the Rangers are 33-13-5, sitting in second place in the Metro right now. And today, this game matters a lot today. Today at 3 o'clock. They're playing Pittsburgh. They're playing Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun game to watch. You know, the Penguins are good, but I do think the Rangers are just a little bit better because we have players that aren't we don't have one star player. Like like the the Pittsburgh Penguins really do, you know they got they got Crosby they they got their they got their their top three they've been playing together they got great chemistry, but when you look off that line, they lost to the Devils the other day, didn't they? 
Uh, the Pittsburgh, yeah, they did. The Devils yeah. beat them two days ago, six one. Then they lost uh, the game after uh, before that. I'm sorry, four three, and then they lost the game before that, four one to the Leafs. So they are on a little bit of a losing streak. They're obviously, after going four in a row. they're they're going to come into this game playing to win. Not only is this the Ranger oh, Penguin rivalry, the obviously the Penguins want to get off that three game skid, but the Rangers got a lot to ride in on too. Uh, just looking at what they looking at what they did to the Caps on uh, Thursday. They, they obliterated win. them. They were so close to getting Shesterkin that sweet, sweet shutout. But, you know, you had to like, get Ovi to get did a it, goal. Didn't Shesterkin almost have a goal? That was, that was a different game. Empty, uh, that, that was a different, different game. game. And if he like, scored that goal... he almost have an empty netter? Um, I forget which game that was, but that was a it was fun like, It was game the game right before the Capitol game. It was this no, week. No, it was the game before that, I believe. So the Senators on Sunday? No. The, well, before that, then we're going that, into... After that. Wait, so then it would just be the Capitals. They only played two games. This week. They only played two games. Then this it was week. the game before the Senators. Okay, so the Red Wings. Yes, it was the Red Wings. That's that's the game. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, because then they no, because they wanted to shoot. No, out. so it was Senators. Yeah, I'm it was the stupid. Senators on Sunday. And I'm being stupid. Uh, I, Igor's gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say it right here. Igor's gonna win a Vesna this year. Uh, and if that's he gonna be win incredible. A Vezna, if he does not win the Vesna this year, that I think that would be one of the biggest upsets in uh trophies in, yeah, in a while. I think he's easily probably the best goaltender in the NHL right now. Well, he it's, is, it's he, a battle legitimately, between him and one other player. He's the reason the Rangers are winning. Oh, 100%. It, like, me? the Rangers don't, the Rangers score, but they don't score. Like, a t- they aren't scoring like the like the Panthers do, or like the Avalanche do right now. Their goaltending I is do just ga- I do gotta say that the Rangers have been picking it up in the last few games. Granted, the, after the All-Star break, we did come off, we, you know, we we won to the Bruins. We lost to the Leaves, and those were close games. That we lost, we won to the Senators. That game, we just didn't get a lot of uh, goals on that. We did get a few nice shots in. I forget who the Senators goalie was, but he was he was playing on his head for a terrible team. And then we won, you know, four ones to the Capitals, which Capitals games I feel like are, are one of those stressful games to watch as a Rangers fan. It's gonna oh, go yeah, either way. It's either gonna be the Capitals are blowing us out, or, or we're, we're gonna the blow the Capitals out. out. I don't and think I've seen a know, close Capital game in a while. I think it was like the beginning game of last season. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's been a while. So, and of course, the last game of the season is against the Capitals. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you you look at the Rangers, you look at the players playing. Of course, you know Kreider has thirty three goals or, or thirty four goals at this point. I'm not gonna talk about him. I'm talking about the first round pick, baby Alexi Lafreniere. Eleven goals this season, a complete 180 from last season. He's got he wasn't... 15. He's got 15 total points. 15 total points. You know, Which everyone that says he's a bust. I, I hate you because he's a young player. He's younger than you and I. He just turned 20. He just turned in October. 20. <laughs> Eleven goals, four assists for 15 points. He last season it he was terrible. Well, he wasn't even terrible last well, year. He, he he was okay. He had 18 goals, six assists in a half in a half season game. Yeah, that was what they played like what 60 games last year. Yeah, maybe even less than that. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry, I read the wrong stat line. He's projected to get 18 goals this season, which yeah. I think he's going to get. And uh, another thing I want to point about Alexis Lafreniere's development. You, everyone wanted to come out and immediately start comparing him to, like, he's going to come in and just have the immediate impact Connor McDavid or, like, Austin Matthews had. But when you look at the team around Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews when they entered the league, they didn't have players that are going to be the primary scoring options on the team like the Rangers do right now. The Rangers have Mika Zibanejad. They have Chris Kreider. They have Artemi Panarin. They even have players like Ryan Strom that are ultimately going to score more. They're going to mm-hmm. score more goals than a 20-year-old Alexi Lafreniere is right now. Maybe Lafreniere, four or five years down the line, maybe when he's 24, 25, are starting to enter the prime of his career. Yeah, maybe he will be a 40-goal a season scorer. But right now, he's 20 years old. He's the same age as, he's the same age as me. Yeah. He's, going um, out there and playing NHL hockey with 35-year-olds. 
he's he's gonna be a he's gonna be a great player to watch in the future. Um, I'm 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 content with what he's doing. So am I. And looking at let's look at the Ranger point leaders for like midway. We're pretty much about that point. We're a little we're, after midway through the yeah, season. Yeah, we're we're post trade deadline, post All Star break. Insane to think. Uh, and you're looking at the point breakdown. Panarin's leading the team in points. He's got 41 assists, 15, last 15, 14 goals. Last 15 games, yeah, uh, teammate, not counting right? the, the Rangers games, he has five goals and 15 assists. That's awesome. I, I don't like legitimately That's like more than a point a game. Artemi, Pan- we know Artemi Panarin can score, and the fact that he doesn't need to be the Rangers' number one scoring option is so impressive. To you me. know what? I think he listened to this show that one time when I said Panarin, Breadman, I love you. Keep going for the assists, but you got to go for the goal. He's been going for the goals ever since mm-hmm. then. So, so uh, thanks, thank you, Artemi, for listening to this show. You know, we love, we love, a, we love a great listener. And Chris Kreider finally having his breakout season this year. Breakout 30, season, yeah, breakout 10 season later. ten years later, thirty-four goals this year. It's all it's, every goal he gets is a career high now. Uh, and he's looking, he's looking like he's going to be a forty goals uh, scorer. He this was season, projected which is seventeen awesome. this season. Yeah, and now he's, he's got doubled. thirty-six. <laughs> 34. Uh, 34, excuse me. I just said that, too. Excuse yeah. me there. Uh, Mika's got 20 points. Mika's got 20 goals. Panarin, 14. Goodrow and Lafreniere, 11. And then Ryan Strom quietly having a very like productive season this year. He's Everyone only got 10 goals, but he's Strom, got 26 man. assists. Yeah, it's because he's playing with good players. Like, he, he's building up. And you know what? Strom has been playing pretty good this season. I'm content with the way Strom's playing. There's really no Rangers when I look at them um, that haven't been, you know, that have like underperformed. That I want. Let's look at players. Maybe Capo Caco, but he's been in, he's out for a care. month. <laughs> he he was playing fine, and then he got in, injured. So mm-hmm. he hasn't played in a little bit. And when he comes back, I'm sure he'll be fine. You know, we we're not going to even talk about Adam Fox. You know, 42 assists. That's he's on his way. He's another Norris Trophy contender this year. He's second for what's Norris his, what's this plus year. minus right now? He's plus 13. Not nowhere near where he was last year, but still plus 13 is very good. Plus 13. The highest plus minus we have on the team is Ryan Lindgren. Yeah. Which yeah, is kind lingering of at nineteen. They play together. Well, they do. They're they're line mates. But I yeah. guess like there might be a lot. There might be a lot of scoring that happens when the first and second line start switching. Because legitimately, that's that's when you have Chris Kreider playing a lot of the time. Fox was also out for three games. That's true. With an injury. That's true. That's true. And looking at what the Rangers got coming up for them, it's going to be not to say this is going to be an easy way to close out the season. They're going to have to face a lot of Metro opponents, and that's really when it's going to start getting into crunch time. Looking at their next five, the Rangers are going to go. The Rangers are in Pittsburgh today at 3 p.m., and they're going to be hosting the Canucks tomorrow at 7:30. That shouldn't be a terrible, terrible game. Then they got the Blues on Wednesday, Devils on Friday. The Blues game, I'm excited. To, to watch just because I want to see how Pavel Buchnevich is working with the Blues. You know, I did like him. Oh, I loved um, Pavel. Pavel I, was fun to watch. The Rangers. It was I, sad to let him go, but we weren't we going to be able to pay for space, him. You know, that's that's the game of hockey. Let's look at the next upcoming games. Like you said, the Penguins are going to be a tough one. Vancouver, it's going to be all right. The Blues, Blues will Wednesday. be a fun one. Devils, Jeremy. Devils, Jeremy. I'm sorry, that's not going to do anything for us. <laughs> and then they got the Jets next Sunday. Jets next Sunday, and then the Wild. So that's actually not a terrible stretch right there. Those Looking five. The re- Jets are going to in all out of all those games, the Jets are probably the hardest hardest opponent they'll have to play. Winnipeg's actually playing okay right now. They're really they're really not playing that bad. But looking at like the rest of the season, as I'm scrolling through, there's no teams that are like popping up at me and I'm like, okay, this is gonna be a really, really tough game. Granted, we got Caroline down the back end at the, towards the end yeah, of the Yeah, we're March. gonna have Carolina three times in the back end of this season. We got all the Bruins we got twice. Carolina, we got Carolina three times. Okay, that's fine. We got we got the Penguins three penguins times. Three times, but that's those are the only really like, players it, that are really like teams that are sticking out to me that we might lose. Um, 
the Rangers actually don't have a terrible end of the season schedule, which it's is actually very good. It's because our playoff front, time. It's because our front of the season was actually pretty tough. Yeah, remember. but it's gonna take a it's gonna take a lot to start catching up to the Hurricanes. You know, a five point lead where we are in the season right now. It, that's a substantial lead to have. Obviously, it's only two and a half games, but two and a half games is is something to grow on, especially if the Rangers lose and the Hurricanes win a game. It starts yeah. making that gap a little bigger. So. That's why the Rangers have to be on it with winning these games right they now. Really, they want to stay in they really do. for the you know, we, play, we played the Canes twice, and I think we won both times. Uh, or we, we won at least one of those times. Um, but looking at the other like the other two teams, the bottom of the top three of the Metro is the Penguins. They, they are two games above us, and they're sitting at 70, which is a pretty big thing to think about because we have two games to play on them. Mm-hmm. Then we look at the Capitals, who are sitting at 65, which I, they're playing for a wild card spot at this point. And then the Jackets are 10 points under them. So you're really looking at just these four teams in the Metro in terms of playoff contention going forward. The it's, Blue Jackets would have to go on some kind of run to be able to get back the, into it. The Blue it. Jackets aren't making the wild card. Capitals could make the wild card. It's going to be the Penguins, Rangers, and Hurricanes playing through. Um, in the, the Atlantic, you got somewhat of the same situation. The Islanders do are about five games under, but you know what? Nah. Are they going to get... F- no. Just build all, no. They have 46 points right now. They're they, not getting there. They go on a five-game win streak that's only 10 points. Yeah, so that, they only put them above the... But it's not happening. It's a, they, they need to win 10 games. I want to bring up one team in the Atlantic right now, the Canadians. After they got Martin St. Louis, they went on a little bit of a win streak. And yeah, you know they've what? won four, four in a row, which is impressive. They're at 12 wins right now. Yeah, that's... You they know turn what? their season around. You know what? <laughs> Good for them. Look, it, it's like... You know, like when someone's uh, having a bad reaction to something, you inject a little adrenaline to them to get their heart pumping, gets like uh, like an OD out. That's kind of what like was going on. The Canadians were ODing, yeah. And Martin St. Louis was that adrenaline <laughs> was injection. That, was that Narcan? And now they're <gasps> they're awake. You know, they uh, you injected it with Narcan and it worked. <laughs> it, it worked. And now the Canadians are well, they've won four games in a row. So a uh, big congratulations to Canadian fans. Congratulations, <laughs> winning to four Martin straight St. games. Louis. Hey, he's actually not doing a bad job. I don't know. I don't know how different anything is. It's like the same roster, but I guess just having a new coach sets a different culture. Listen, a coach can change the entire culture and like mindset of a team. We well, we're witnessing it with the Rangers right now. Gallant, yeah. <laughs> It total like it's not like it's a total one eighty from where we were last season, but the Rangers I'd say are like they're a lot better than hey, they were last they are year. They're over five hundred. All right, that's mm-hmm. better than what they were last season. And you look at David Quinn, you, you're a player didn't play to his to his caliber. He the just way he wanted him. you bench him, and that's not the way to coach. Mm-hmm. You I, develop your players, and you see that in two key players on this team, Capo Caco and Alexi Lafreniere, the two players that you look at them, you see how they're playing, you advance them. Alexi Lafreniere has played in the top line the last two games, and he's been playing nicely. He's gotten, I think, four points in the last two games. Yeah, something like that. He scored. I know he had a goal and an assist uh, last game against uh, the against the Capitals. So you you look at him, and, and he's developing. Capocaco, you look at him. He's had a rocky start to the beginning of his career, but he's 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 developing, and uh, it's it's. Hey, my dad's a huge nice Capocaco fan. A lot of people I don't really know why, Capocaco but. Fans. I get it, I guess. And hey, want to know who actually in, in one game up from Hartford who played really well on? Uh, we should talk about Morgan uh, Barron. No, uh, Zach Jones. Uh, well, Zach Jones has been he's back so and forth, far. but he came up. He had a very good game. Uh, he had he had an assist, no shots on goal, but that's fine. He's a defenseman, but that assist is, it goes a long way. And Zach Jones has been someone that consi- that consistently impresses me when he comes up into the when he comes up into the majors. 
So I'm happy to see him playing well like that. Yeah, uh, no, he's he's a he's a good little piece we have. There's so many young defensemen. That's what that's what's gonna be with the key with the Rangers this offseason now. Uh, they're gonna have to, they're gonna flip defensemen. We have so many well, young I, defensemen. There, I think there's for one bigger pieces. key defenseman that we're gonna move at the trade deadline, and that's Niels Lundqvist. Uh, yeah, I he's definitely not a bad think player. Gonna get traded. You know, TSN put out um, top 50 trade prospects before mm-hmm. the deadline. And there was three Rangers, but the two that really stuck out to me. And at eighth place of the top 50, uh, Alexander Georgiev. He's he's really not that bad of a goalie. I'm not going to lie. You know, he's not working that well on the Rangers. But I'm okay moving Keith Kincaid up to a, to a second-string goalie. The only reason why he's the Ranger fans look at Georgiev the way he is because you have Igor Shostorkin Shostorkin. playing in front of him. Uh, so And there's a lot of other teams out there with, who would like a piece like Georgiev because he's not a bad goalie. It's just with comparing him to a Vesna prospect, it's really hard to, to, to hey, look, talk positive. Teams that are in contention for cups also would be willing to trade for a goaltender like that. Look at like teams like the Maple Leafs. The Maple Leafs don't really have it like insane. Goal they don't really have a goalie core at all. The Oilers. Yeah, well, the Oilers aren't contending core. for anything, so don't even bother with they're, that. They're, they're contending for a wild card. They'll blow it. Actually, they they are contending for a wild card. They're only three games out, they're three points out. It's a game and a half back, but they'll blow it somehow. I, I don't expect to see the Oilers in the playoffs. They just can't do it. I feel so bad for Connor McDavid. <laughs> I can go on, I go about this every show, but I think the most ideal landing spot for Alexander Georgiev would be a team like the Maple Leafs or a team that's going to be in contention maybe the next couple of years, like maybe the Devils or something. And maybe the Devils have a piece they can trade to us that would have an immediate impact Who? to help us win a cup right now. Who? Well, there are players like Pavel Zaka on the Devils. Uh, there, there are a bunch of key. They're, they're not going to score a, a ton right of points. Wing. That's yeah, Zaka what we is a, Zaka is a winger. Is he? I thought he was yeah. a left wing. No, Zaka's a winger. Uh, and there are so many players on the Devils that the Rangers could. They aren't going to go out there and like score twenty goals a season, but they'll have an, uh, they'll have an impact on the ice that will benefit the Rangers. And we have a player like that on the Rangers right now, who's uh, Barkley Goodrow. Mm-hmm. And I thought at the beginning of the season, I'm like, eh, you know what? I'm I wasn't sold in the beginning of the season, but I'm sold on it now. He's one of those players you might have to overpay a little for, but his success is a, his impact is a lot more than on the ice. He's just one of those. He's just like he's already got an A. Yeah, he came into the season not having played a game, and he already got voted as an as a alternate captain. So he's doing something in the locker room, and that's why you're paying for him. And we'll see if we can move Vitaly Kratsov. Hopefully, uh, I don't know if, who's going to take a risk on Vitaly Kratsov. You know what? He's worth the risk because he's not that bad of a player. No, he's a really good player, but he's a. We talked about it in the NBA. You don't see it much in the NHL, but he's a diva. Yep. Uh, and. What what's worth the risk of? You trade for him and you don't immediately play him. He's just gonna hold out and go back to Russia. You wanna know who I'd honestly take? I, t- I take a uh, Phil Kessel from Arizona. I would be interested in Phil Kessel. He's thirty four. He's making eight million, which we could we could we could uh, ask Arizona the, to take a little bit of the. The one player I'd love to see the Rangers trade for uh, would probably be Mark Giordano. I think Mark Giordano He's would just old. Yeah, but the Rangers are looking. The, he yeah, but he has experience winning. That's true. You would need. That's the one thing that the Rangers need to inject into this team right now. Someone who has experience winning games, and he's just that missing piece. That like, there's two players I want to see on the Rangers, and you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to Giordano because he's got one year left. On yeah, the, that's why he'd just be a free agent, uh, which is the, the only reason why the Flames got rid of him. Mm-hmm. Which he might go back to the Flames. There's rumors of that. Um, I'd like to see JT Miller again. You know, he's not a bad player. He's he's a little old, but how old? He's 29. Okay, that's not that old. Um. He's making about five million, I think. JT Miller, uh, yeah, he's making five point two. 
with one year left on the contract, he would resign with the Rangers because he, he he's already been here. He's already been here. Well, he likes the dynamic. The Rangers actually had to move JT Miller because they had a lot of issues with him. He wouldn't show up to practices and stuff. He was yeah, kind of like acting out a little bit. Yeah, I think he's gotten his he, stuff together. He's back his stuff on the together, Canucks. and I think if he looks at the team that we got right here, we're like, you're not the best player. You can't pull this shit. And Whoops. E- even uh, if, like, <laughs> honestly, looking at what he's done in Vancouver this season, he's had he's had a career season so far. 20 goals, 37 assists, he's got 57 points. He'd be right up there with the Rangers' top point leaders. Yeah. Like, immediately. I think he'd probably be second on the point and points yeah, but when you for look the Rangers. At, when you look at Vancouver, what other high well, exactly. scores are going but on right there? It would be nice to have a piece like that that's that's been producing all season. Yep. They're already in their flow of producing at a high volume right now. You add, you inject them into the team. I think that'd be fine. I'd be personally very okay with trading for JT Miller. JT Miller, because we need that. We need that second, third string. He's center. also just not making that much money. He's only making 5.2. Yeah, I'd take which, that. Which, for one more year, which we could be like, man, we'll keep We could always just move. We could always just. If, like, let's say the Rangers don't win a cup this year, they can just move him in the offseason again for another piece. Yeah. Shed some cap. Stuff like that. The Rangers are going to have a lot to do with the cap this offseason because they're going to have to start thinking about re-signing a few of the players on their team. Zidane Chara is also available I'm for like, $750,000. No. Don't Nick, he's only 44. <laughs> don't trade for Zidane. He's just, he's just a body. Like, he's just... He, he's, he's like... He's, he's, the technic- he's technically, I think, the oldest player in all of sports right now. Yeah, he might be. No, he. No, I think he is. Because who was the? I'm other... gonna look it up. Oldest player and oldest current player in, in sports in major league sports. It, I think it is him. And as you look that up, I'm gonna name some other players I'd be okay with that aren't making too much money. Um, Nick Leedy. We don't really need a left uh, lefty, but he's only making five point five. He's thirty. He's he's not that old. Um, I'm just reading off from the top fifty of the trade. <laughs> trade bet. <laughs> well, we're gonna discuss him right now. The oldest player in in American sports is Albert Pujols. From what? He's a baseball player. He's a free agent, How but he's he? probably going to retire. He's 42. No. Oh. Zidane is 40. 44. Yeah, right now, look, write this. This literally says Albert. It says Pujols. That's f- I- I'll go with that then. Zidane, no, no. I, I remember reading this. Zidane Chara, Chara is the oldest because he's 44. The oldest player in the world is, uh, <laughs> is some guy out of Japan who plays who plays football, like American football, really? in a Japan league. What, he's 53 what? years old playing former football. former Ranger is playing in <laughs> Russia right now, and he's like 45. Uh, I don't even know. Yager's probably still playing. No, no, it's somewhere. Yager. That's who it is. Yeah, it's, it's Yager. <laughs> Yager just he's just he Yager's just loves the game. Dude. Uh, he he Yager he oh, he's just a player, yo, man. Yo, give me Zidane Chara. <laughs> <laughs> I want him. Zidane, hey, Noah, is that your hot take? Rangers Rangers trade for Zidane Chara? Zidane Chara? Uh no, because I don't want to waste the money. Um uh, you, another uh key restricted free agent that I want to talk about and then we'll wrap up this segment. Mark Andre Fleury. He's 37. He's a little on the older side. But Why would still... the Rangers trade for Mark no, Andre no, 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 no. I'm, no, I'm just saying in general. No, not for the Rangers. I'm just saying oh, in okay. general. That Mark Andrew, I should uh, preface that. Mark Andre Fleury is is on the trade block. You know, he's not having that much fun in, well, yeah, in Chicago. Chicago. That was one of the weirdest trades I've well, ever they seen. Well, they literally just moved him. So they literally just moved him so they didn't have to pay him. Oh, yeah. Because he's making a lot of money. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll list three players that I want right now, and then we'll, and we'll wrap yeah. the segment. Uh, I'll take Pavel Zaka. I'll take Phil Kessel, and I'll take who else? Who's the other player? We were talking JT Miller or Mark uh, JT Giordano. JT Miller and Zidane Chara. And no, fun fact, Chara also. I keep saying before we uh, wrap. Uh, before we <laughs> Noah wrap, just keeps seeing players that he. No, 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 Noah's no. like window shopping. Like, for, I just like talk players about this that could be I traded. This, I saw this this morning, and I thought it was the funniest thing in the world. In the ECHL, uh, Sean Avery uh, was was signed by the Solar Bears, the Orlando Solar Bears, which I find really funny. <laughs> 
Oh, he, no, never mind. He was released after days after signing for one game because they didn't want to play a former NHL Sean Avery Ranger. All right, that's enough. He's 41. Goodbye. We're going we're gonna to take a quick break here. You know you're listening. This is On the Clock here on VIC Radio. I'll take FM alternatives for a 1,000. This indie alternative radio station provides listeners with the best of what's next. What is VIC Radio? That is correct. At VIC, the voice of Ithaca College, we prioritize diversity and inclusion. We are working to ensure that more voices are heard. We support and will continue to support the Black Lives Matter movement and victims of police brutality and racial injustice. We've heard you. We support you. We advocate for change. Black Lives Matter. Hey, want to listen to some tunes? Hey, want to listen to all these tunes and more? Tune in to Marble Soda every Wednesday from 11 p.m. to 12 a.m. on VIC Radio. Medical mistakes claim tens of thousands of lives every year. The healthcare community is working on it, but you can help. When you communicate with your doctor, when you ask more questions, you reduce your risk of suffering a medical mistake. Doctors can't answer if you don't ask. Help reduce your risk. Questions are the answer. Learn the 10 questions you must ask. Visit www.ahrq.gov. This message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, the Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality, and the Ad Council. Here on VIC Radio, I'm your host Nick Lebrano. Alongside me, my co-host Noah Smith. I found I found a sticker in the studio, and I, and I thought that was that was pretty impressive. No, what does the sticker say? It says "I love TV." Noah, now why are my levels so low? Uh, I don't know. Your mic's boosted hello, pretty hello, well. Hello, there it goes. There All right, go. sorry. Now. I don't care if anyone heard that. Um, yeah, it says "I love TV," and then Ithaca College. I'm just gonna stick it under the desk. <laughs> there you go. No, wait, hold on, hit, wait, hold on. Anyone... Let's see if they can hear this. Let's see. <laughs> they definitely heard that fuck. If anyone can if anyone is listening to VIC radio right now, it is now your job to find the iHeart TV sticker that we If you if did. you're allowed to go into the studio. Oh let's yeah, put fair, that, fair, let's fair. Put that Don't just there. come here and show up to the VIC radio studio, please. I won't allow you in. Because that would be an issue, but one no, it's also a pressing issue. Uh, that, was the MLB a, that was a good lockout. segue. Uh, and right now we, the MLB is in danger of now having to shorten its regular season. We're already into well into spring training where we're supposed to be. That was a really good segue. Yeah, you're welcome. It's what I train for. <laughs> you you <laughs> sit up until 2 in the morning talking segues. I, just, I, I, all, I, I don't do homework. I don't do any extra work outside of class. I just I, sit I in my throw, room, look you, at my wall, and practice segues. I give you a prompt, and you're like, okay, you got to segue into this one. <laughs> It's what it's what I practice. That's going to be my career. I'm just going to segue into things. I'm proud of you. But back to the MLB lockout. Right now, the MLB is in major danger 
of That's having to shorten its Emma, shorten right. its regular major danger. It's gonna have to shorten its regular season. Major danger. They set a deadline of Monday, which is February twenty eighth. Uh, I don't care uh, of like getting this fixed, but I think the MLB Player Association and the owners are so far out. So we're gonna do a nice segment today. Yeah, this one's gonna be as fun as the Blunder Bowl. I bet Noah Noah loves baseball I so hate much, it so much. <laughs> so I have now tasked Noah. All right, with how to stop the MLB lockout. All right. Noah, rule, how do we fix the lockout by Monday? Rule one, free dental for every player. Okay. I'm talking every cavity you got, like hockey, when they when they bust your teeth, first aim aim for the teeth, with the ball teeth. When you're pitched, so, like, so you're saying pitchers now need to aim <laughs> for their mouth. Yes, and then so everyone no more, gets so a custom platinum Is there no grill. more walks for if you get hit by a pitch? Um, You, you got to make it look real. Oh okay. Yeah, you, you gotta you gotta you gotta exaggerate that that stuff. Okay. Um, yeah. So aim for the face. Um, no more cups. Just get rid of them. Uh, <laughs> that that it, every player that gets rid of a cut cup that will go to their dental. It'll go to their um, dental, like the health, the dental insurance that they're the MLB yeah. So will be see, see, for. you know, it's it's a risk by both ends. They don't have a cup, but they get free dental. So do you? Th- okay, so. It- the MLB obviously and they need to cut dollars. They're 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 scraping for money right now. Stop selling obviously, cracker jacks. Nobody likes them. That that's how you fix that. Obviously, one. the MLB can't provide dental insurance to all their players. Yep. So, do you think that the MLB should make their own dentist office, and that's where the players would have to go? No, not whatever the insurance picks. Oh, whatever. The, yeah. Whatever. The, what um, kind of insurance they're getting? They're getting like Aetna, like Geico. Uh, is, is there State is there Farm. dental Geico insurance? Maybe the MLB is going to invent that. Yeah. All right. Um. What's your next question? I'll tell you how to fix the the boring MLB. Yeah. So what what would make the game more exciting, in your opinion? That will get people to watch instead baseball. instead of a seventh inning stretch. Um. Just just a seventh inning dance, like a dance party halfway through. You, you know they need that stretch. Yeah. Yeah. Stretch on the dance floor. I want I want to see a. G- g- give me, give me an MLB player because I'm blanking on names. Uh, Aaron I wanna, Judge. I want to see Aaron Judge twerk it on the pitcher's mound. <laughs> Just and popping it. That's what we should do. Yeah. Uh, what's a, so? Do you? I, I have a new question. Do you think that as part of the MLB lockout, yeah, that all players in the MLB need to promote the new Batman movie? Um, you know, this is a really stupid segment. Um, <laughs> no, because the Batman movie will come out at that point. Um, but I definitely think that every MLB player should should get a second job. They don't be, deserve to be making a quarter million dollars. I'm sorry, uh, two hundred fifty million dollars, quarter billion quarter dollars. Quarter billion dollars, you mean? Um, I think every player that's getting a quarter billion dollars should, should just make eighty k a year. Okay. Who deserves that much money? No, I'll I, tell I, you. I think then flip the salaries. All minor league players, they get the big bucks. <laughs> they get the big bucks. They're carrying the leagues. Yeah, that was just our quick segment. I just know Noah loves baseball, so I just wanted to hear my, my, how he my would last, fix the My sport. last thing is just make the sport fun. <laughs> no one wants to sit in the dog days of August watching a baseball game when you're cooking. No, that's that. I, I get your point there. I I enjoy watching baseball, but like it is in the slow. comfort of your home. Well, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to sit in the middle. I I, per, I know I wouldn't want to sit in the middle of Yankee Stadium. God, I hate baseball. in like ninety five degree weather. I really should host host a sports show because I hate baseball. Yeah, you like other sports, and like wonder what want to know another sport that you like? Football, Noah. Uh, I I do like football. I, and I'll, I'll obviously, the football season just ended two weeks ago. The Rams won the Super Bowl. Yes. First time they won a Super Bowl. And, yes. First time they won a Super Bowl. And, yes. First time they won a Super Bowl knows when, uh, and they beat the Bengals, everyone's favorite team. Now everyone's gonna, everyone's gonna be rooting for Joe Burrow for years. But the next pressing thing for football that's coming up is gonna be free agency. It's gonna start yes. in about a little under a month. So we're gonna look at some of the biggest free agents. It's a part of the last segment of our show. We're looking at around ten minutes left, and we're gonna talk about some of these biggest free agents in the NFL. Where okay. we think they're gonna go. 
So, Noah, if you want to start first. I think you should start first. I'm looking up the free agents right so now. So am I. Uh, Devontae so, Adams Well, Devontae Adams is going to be the biggest. That is probably the top free agent He's right now. staying in Green Bay. That's my opinion. So, Devontae Adams is arguably the best wide receiver in football. Uh, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a Packer fan. But he wants to now be the highest paid player at the wide receiver position in NFL history. How much would he need to make? A lot of money. Uh, and somewhere around $20 million a year. Uh, so the Packers have the option to franchise tag Devontae Adams and force him to play another season in Green Bay. Uh, like It would be at like the top market value, so we'd probably make around $20 million also doing that for the season. But Devontae Adams obviously wants the contract and the longevity of the contract, yada, yada, yada. Yada, yada, yada. So we'll have to see. I think Devontae Adams ends up staying with the Packers. In terms of what's going on with the Packers, I think everyone's going to stay. I think the Packers are going to run it back Aaron for Rogers? one more season. I think so, because here's what happened this morning. The Packers were able to convert David Bottiari. He's their left tackle, making yeah. around $12 million a year. They're converting his entire salary into a signing bonus for the year. <laughs> Actually, so it's all off the cap. Is this allowed? Yep. A you go can, for you it, can maneuver man. stuff like that. So the Packers were able to just free up $12 million in cap space by doing that. And they said they plan on reworking a few contracts to make that a capability, and there are a lot of players that are on long-term contracts with the Packers right now that are willing to let that happen so that they can bring Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers back. So that's what the Packers the Packers did that this morning. That was a huge thing that they did in terms of cap maneuver because the Packers are like $40 million over the cap. Just I'll, I so, can fix that. Just give me the money, and I'll tell you how to use it. Noah's an accountant. I'm not an accountant. I'm just I'm a numbers man. But no, where do you? Do, what's your opinion on the Aaron Rodgers situation? You saw. I, I'm sure you saw everything that's happened the last week. Aaron Rodgers went on Instagram. What looked like it was gonna be like a retirement post. I thought it was everybody. gonna be something way darker, and I'm not gonna say it. But I think you know what I'm picking <laughs> he up thanks, on. He thanks everybody. He like, thanks his ex fiance, ex fiance, for letting him chase her and everything. It's Goes weird. on the Pat McAfee show the next day. Everyone was like, oh, and Pat McAfee's like, a big announcement's going to come on this show today with Aaron Rodgers. Everyone thought that Aaron Rodgers was going to go on the show and announce his retirement. No. Aaron Rodgers said that he just did a nice detox. He just, he just was he like, I'll be he nice. Al- he also said he went through voluntary vomiting therapy. What the hell is what that? What is that? Uh, Aaron Rodgers is insane. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what. I think this man just really likes screwing with the media. Like, he just likes doing things and getting people to talk about him, which is really funny. He's, like, the biggest, like, meme of the NFL currently. So my hot but, take where he's going to go. Where Do you think he's going to stay with the Packers? I think he's going to go to the Looney bed, Nick. <laughs> uh, no, there was there was a... Um... There's a lot of quarterback movement coming in this offseason. There is going to be Jimmy Garoppolo, with, I think he might go to the Broncos. You could also the, – the Steelers are looking for a quarterback. The Buccaneers are now looking for quarterbacks. The Tom Buccaneers Brady are going retired. back to being terrible. I think uh, Gronk's also going to leave because he is also a free agent, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Gronk is – well, no, he's a year on his contract. But if he's not playing with Brady, he'll probably just retire. Yeah, probably. Um, it just there's so much that's gonna happen in terms of quarterback movement. Another big name to look out for. This two big names to look out for this offseason. Russell Wilson yesterday took all of the Seahawks stuff off his all social media. Why would I don't understand why players do that? It's so well, Russell dumb. Wilson's kind of wanted to leave the Seahawks for about a season or two now, yeah. and he's kind of just like bit the bullet and stayed. But I think this this offseason you're gonna see Russell Wilson get moved because I, I think, think the Seahawks are moving in a direction to rebuild now. Uh-huh, I I completely agree. Um, um, I think and, uh, Derek Carr also could be moved, even though the Raiders right now have said that they want to negotiate a contract with Derek Carr. 
to keep him, I still think there's a really large possibility that they do trade Derek Carr in the offseason, and I think he would end up on the Pittsburgh Steelers if he is traded. There's a lot of quarterback movement. I don't know the last time we've had this much quarterback movement. Probably like two, uh, four or five seasons ago, maybe. There's a lot of what-ifs on a lot of teams. Like, for instance, are the Falcons going to keep Matt Ryan? That's a team that's looking to rebuild now, especially Calvin Ridley doesn't want to stay with the Falcons, and he's a big-name wide receiver. So you got that. And then you also got all the drama going on with Kyler Murray. I was no just going to bring really it up. You, you, beat me, you beat me to it by two so seconds. No, you were going to bring it up. So let's, let's hear yeah, your two do, cents Do about we it. know what's going to happen with Kyler? Because he does. He looks like he does not enjoy the game anymore. But there's another game that you know is just is, is more boring, but he might star in, and that's b- baseball. He was the seventh overall pick in the MLB draft. I think he's a left fielder. I think he's. I think he played the field. It's for the A's. Yeah, he's it? on yeah, the it's A's. For the yeah. yeah. Uh, and hey, he was insane at Oklahoma when he was playing college baseball. Obviously, he was insane at football, too, because he won a Heisman. Uh, Two-sport athlete. Obviously, those are tremendous athletes. But it doesn't look like Kyler loves... I don't know if he loves football. And I think the big tell about it was... Look at how he looked against... Well, the money, too. But Kyler looked... when the Rams destroy the Cardinals in the wild card round of the NFL playoffs, the entire game, even from like the first snap, I saw Kyler take looks. He didn't want to be there. Yeah, like, I think he. I think he's realized that it's not worth the money. It's not worth his body if he doesn't enjoy the game. In terms of career longevity, baseball is where you'd want to be. Yep, you'd be able to play this sport for a lot longer than you can. And football is just so demanding. Baseball is the new golf. Well, it, it, <laughs> yeah, yes, I, I yeah. just hate watching both. Football, baseball, and golf have been around like the same amount of time. I guess. God, uh, he he very well could. He very well could go and play baseball. I have, I don't know. I've got something to keep an eye on this offseason. I'm also not sold, just speaking about the Cardinals, I'm not sold on Cliff Kingsbury as a head coach. Uh, he had proven nothing before he came to the Cardinals. He was really only hired there as like a culture shift kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, he won nothing at Texas Tech. He was the OC there. I wasn't even a head coach. Uh, and then comes and he's just the head coach of a pro football team. I don't think his offense is really working. I don't think his defense is deep, like, what we've now seen in all the seasons, Cliff Kingsbury is coached with the Cardinals. They come into the season hot, and then they can't play well in the second half of the season because every team figures out your coaching style. Uh, we're going to see what goes on with the Cardinals, and we'll have to monitor the Kyler Murray situation. Uh, one more thing about Russell Wilson, though, and I'm going to say this is my hot take of the day also. Uh, so we'll circle back around to it as we close. But I think that Russell Wilson's going to be a New York Giant. Really? And I think the Giants are going to go all in and trade for Russell Wilson. Here's why. The Giants have now made a drastic shift. Dave Gettleman, obviously, he retired, but he was forced out. He was going to get fired if he didn't retire. Uh, they fired Joe Judge after two seasons, so obviously the Giants are not playing right now. They are not. The they moved w- the offensive coordinator from the Bills to the head coach. Yeah, right? Joe. Giants. Yeah, and they hired Joe Shane from the Bills as well to be the GM of the team. Uh, and obviously, yeah, the OC for the Bills is now the head coach. My of the favorite Giants. team in football, right there. <laughs> the Bills. Uh, I think that the, it would make a lot of sense for the Giants to trade for Russell Wilson. Uh, they have not really like the offensive weaponry to do it. They aren't going to be able to move Kenny Galladay, so I guess they can think that they can try. They can redo Kenny Galladay this season. Just hope yeah, that it sure. works, uh, and hope Saquon stays healthy as well. But they need to take some. I think they need offensive line with the what they need to do. The Giants have two top ten picks in the NFL draft this season. Use both those on offensive line. Build the offensive line for Russell Wilson and see what he can get done. The Giants don't have a terrible defense. Uh, they really don't. They're bringing in Wink Martindale, who's a storied defensive coordinator, to come work on that coaching staff. And they also got Mike Kafka, who's going to be the OC. He was doing great things for Kansas City. 
Uh, and the Giants, they got an all-star coaching staff. Bringing your all-star quarterback, that sets the tone for the franchise. Players want to come play with a quarterback. That's what a lot of teams need to remember. Giants want to reset the culture, trade for Russell Wilson. What would the trade be? They'd probably have to... They'd probably have to move one of those two t- top ten picks, uh, definitely. Probably a future first-round pick. Uh, Daniel Jones would 100% have to go. Yeah. Maybe another player. And I think they can make it done. I, I don't think the Seahawks are going to be asking for a ton for Russell Wilson. He's coming off uh, two seasons where he's had injuries. He's also in, coming into his uh, about early to mid-30s. Uh, yeah, how much more football does he have to play? Pull it's a Tom a Brady, question. go to 44. Uh, and t- I don't think Russell Wilson's going to make it there. He's a mobile quarterback. Call that up. Wait, wait. That's That was the player I was thinking of, by the way. We were talking about Zidane Taro. It was Tom Brady who was oh, 44. Brady, now it's yeah. Zidane That was th- Call that one a callback. That, that <laughs> one makes a lot of sense to me. No, who, who was the oldest player? Oh, it was Tom Brady. <laughs> it was Tom Brady. Uh, that's, where, that's what we could see. A lot of quarterback movement's going to happen. But my hot take of the week is that Russell Wilson will be a New York Giant by opening day in the NFL next season. I think that's... A pretty good hot, t- uh, like hot take because that uh, I that, that one actually happen. Yeah, and you know what? I might watch a Giants game. There's then. a lot. There's a lot of connection between Russell Wilson and the Giants, from what I've been reading. And Russell Wilson seems like he's wanted to be a Giant for a few seasons now, and but that why be would his you desired want, location. Why would you if you're, if hey, it doesn't matter what team you. Uh, let's say you're the quarterback that walks into a franchise that's been struggling, and you get immediate success for that team. You're a legend there. That's true. It, legitimately, uh, you want to build a legacy. Go to a team that's struggling and build a legacy. That's the last thing Russell Wilson has really left to do. He's won a Super Bowl with the Seahawks already. He's been to two Super Bowls with the Seahawks. Played with great defenses. He's played with great offenses. It's time to make a legacy for himself, and that would be the key thing in his legacy, turning the Giants around, in my opinion. So is that your hot take for the week? My hot take, yeah. My hot take take is that we're going to sign Zidane Charo. Let's make it fun. The Rangers are going to sign Zidane Charo. Yeah, why not? Why not? Who cares? Who cares? It's not going to be true. If it happens, I'm not going to lie. I don't know if I could be a Ranger fan anymore. It wouldn't make any sense. It's like, not to compare hockey to football, but like you know how Big Ben was just a traffic cone, just slinging footballs down the yeah, field. Yeah, but at least not Big well. Ben was worth it a little bit. Yeah, I'm saying Zudaniel Char is that, but except he's not doing anything. He's just a body that Yo, skates I will up give and down you, the okay, ice. Nick, Can I'm he bo- even skate up and down the yes, ice? Yes, of course. He's he's the goat. <laughs> okay, here's here's my trade. I, I'm I'm the Rangers. Yep. You're the Islanders, okay. and this is how we'll wrap the show. I will give you Zudaniel Chara if you give me Alexander Georgiev, uh, Niels Lundqvist. And Vitaly Kratsov. Like, if we're getting Matt Barzell with that as well, no, 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 that's no, no, a great no, no, no. I want Zidane Chara. Just only Chara. You, you, you need Zidane Chara. You need that locker room presence. He's what's going to win. A forty-four-year-old man. He's what's going to win you. And uh, how about Cup. how about we make it a three-team, a three-team three trade? trade? What's the what's, <laughs> what else? Is, what are the other assets? <laughs> you will get Joe Thornton from the Panthers for the same players, and you can pick who goes where. So you get two forty-two and forty-four-year-old men on the team. That's how call the, that locker room presence. That's how the Rangers win a Stanley Cup right there. God damn it, I'm so smart. That's what that's gonna take us down to the end of the episode. <laughs> Mic drop. Make sure you're tuning in on VIC Radio every Saturday at 12 p.m. for your best sport discussions between me and Noah. That's debatable. Best <laughs> sport discussions. Uh, I think we're the best in the industry. Uh, for Noah Scott, I'm Nick Lebrano. Enjoy your Saturday. A big weekend for Bombers basketball here on the South Hill. Don't want to miss it on ICTV. Listen, great... listen to WICBs too. Oh, yeah, WICB. Switch stations. Switch stations care. in about half an hour. And Noah will be on. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. We will see you next week.